if the alcoholic in a meeting says something like, I can't get my dog to go outside, well, that's an outside issue until they add, and it makes me want to drink. Then it becomes a topic for discussion. The views expressed on the following broadcasts do not necessarily reflect those of KHLT, Take 12 Radio, or our affiliates. The opinions on this show should not be considered as medical, psychological, or professional advice and are those of the host, co-host, and guest. Take 12 Radio and KHLT Recovery Broadcasting are not affiliated with any particular 12-step fellowship. Right, my friends, this is the place you have tuned in to Tank 12 Recovery Radio, broadcasting from the studios of KHLT Recovery Broadcasting on the outskirts of beautiful downtown Albany, Oregon. The topic this week, outside issues. What are they really? Ever again. Well, welcome aboard, one and all. You tuned into another fine episode of the Take 12 Recovery Radio Show. Today in the studio, we have a full house. There's Denver. Howdy. There's Anthony. And there's his fine lady friend. There's Naomi. Hello. Yeah. And Dave Fleming. Mm, The vid. The vid. Yeah. How are you guys doing? Great. Yeah. Did you weather the heat? So hot. So, so hot. Still happening. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, it's not as bad as it was. Uh, so one one day out on the patio, it was like 115 for a couple of hours. Mm. And our, our geraniums were not happy. <laughs> they felt it. Yeah, well, we had them out on the uh, other part of the porch where they were in direct sunlight. Yeah, melted. So we had to move them underneath the porch to get out of the direct sunlight. But uh, they're doing much better. They're, they're, they are much happier. Uh, because of kind of a, a, a work shift for, uh, for, for vid, uh, he's back with us on Mondays, uh, first and second Monday of the month. Wave, yes, wave their day. Glad to be back. Yeah. Those of you who are uh, YouTube people, uh, watching on YouTube indeedy. Um, that one show that we did, Dave, where, where you were answering questions. Yeah. Right. Almost within... An hour, we had almost 400 people listening to the full show within within an hour. And then uh, by the end of the week, there was like 1,400 downloads. Um, Wow. Yeah. I was like, wow, what was so special about that show? I think it was just awesome. The way we formatted it and so forth. So that was cool. (laughs) Naomi's our special guest uh, this week. Hey. Hey. Yeah, so we've actually known each other a long time. I didn't even realize that. Uh, in, until you walked in and and you said something, so uh, a shout out to your folks. And um, a- Anthony is, is sitting there. So you, you guys are kind of sort of dating, or are you dating? We're, or we're friends? We're friends. Yeah, we're friends. Yeah, yeah. We're friends. Yeah, yeah. We're friends. Well, yeah. Okay, we'll see. Right, Denver. <laughs> well, welcome. His own issues. Ain't tu- hey, I ain't touching that. Yeah. <laughs> I ain't touching that. I, 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 I hear you. Well, we're glad you're here. 
Um, this is going to be a fun show. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Stop mm. right there, everybody, Uh-oh. because it's time for the Monty Man's Weekly Wine. That's right. All you do is wine. <laughs> All you do is wine. I think you can hear the ambulance coming All now. All you do is wine. Uh. Wine. Whining is all you do. All right. All right. That's that's enough of that. Uh, thank you, Cecil, for that fine introduction. Uh, so you know I have no problems uh, throwing companies under the bus to not fulfill their... <laughs> They do not fulfill uh, what they advertise that they do. One such company is Pest Point uh, Point Pest Control. <sighs> so we had we had a pest problem in our house, and uh, they they came out and uh, they did some work, and they, they actually the work they did was really good quality. Um, so you know uh, when you do the right job, mm. you get. You know, a good pat on the back. And they did an amazing job putting new screens uh, and a new gate in in our crawl space and screens in our in, in the air, air, whatever you call the airflow things under your house so the rodents can't get in and all that kind of stuff, right? But after that, the fall, and they're not cheap. The follow-up on these guys, they didn't show up when they said they would. They would show up when they said they weren't going to be there. So then we weren't home. They were supposed to call us 30 minutes before um, they came. They wouldn't. And then sometimes they would, but they'd call the wrong number. They were supposed to do maintenance on the house several times during the year. They would do the front part, but not the back part. I mean, it's just one thing after another. So I cannot recommend Point Pest Control for your rodent problems. There you go. The bus has Wham. now now has a new occupant Wham. that we just uh, we just threw them o- uh, under wow. so but probably worse than that right is my experience at super deluxe burgers in <laughs> Sheraton all right here we go now now we're having some <laughs> super deluxe super deluxe. now now again uh the good side of this story is talk about fresh i mean their fries they cut them right there the the, the, the grill, the onion, everything is done right there. They have a very simple menu, a single patty and a double patty. That's that's it. Are the burger still mooing? Oh, man. that The burger was amazing. Um, way better than In-N-Out burger. That's overrated anyway. Um, I think probably about five steps up from Hasty Freeze, and I happen to like Hasty Freeze. Yeah, me too. Um, they, were, they were just, and there was no waiting. Uh, they were just really good. But here here's my wine. And it's really just very humorous. Okay, so the mask restrictions have been lifted. Social distancing is no more. You know, all that stuff. And now it's up to the person or the individual or the privately owned business to do whatever they want to do, right? So uh, no mask required at um, Super Deluxe Burger at all when you walk in. So here's this plate glass separator between the lady behind the register and us left over from the whole COVID thing, right? She's wearing a mask. She's behind this plate glass thing. She's wearing a mask and right over her shoulder at all the people making the great burger and fresh food, no one's wearing a mask. She is, and she's behind this protective shield. They're not, and they're dealing directly with the food. And I thought, yep, yep, it continues to make that much sense, doesn't it? Mm. uh, Bank tellers are the one that got me. They were behind the glass there when I pulled up to get some money the other day. Yeah. (laughs) And I I realized that the establishment probably requires her to wear one, but she's uh, 20 feet away through X amount of pieces of glass and a tube, and she has a mask on, and I can barely understand her. And the lobby's closed? Yeah, and the lobby's closed. (laughs) And I'm going, holy cow, how far have we taken this ridiculousness? They're fumigating the building with Lysol. It's just, it's it's ridiculous. 
Naomi, what did you think of all this craziness that went on with the whole mask thing and and all? Were you a, a maskinite or an anti-mask? Well, I work in healthcare, so oh. I didn't really have a choice. Then you definitely um, had to be I on board. I had to um, wear them all the time, and um, and I was working at a place that was an active outbreak place. Yeah. So we had several COVID exposures. What killed me was that um, I was working with someone with a mask with an M95 mask on. Right. She ended the up, ones that work. Yes. Yeah. She ended up having COVID, and because I didn't have goggles on, which were not required, I missed two weeks of work. And when I got back to work three days later, that mandate was lifted, and I never would have had an exposure. Wow. So I got to have two weeks off. What an opportunity. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. So uh, that, that's really... Anybody got a wine this week? Oh, no. There, there was uh, no. <laughs> one that my wife shared with me yesterday. Apparently, uh, uh, this happened at, what is it, uh, Market of Choice? Oh, okay. Yeah, the overpriced healthy food store. Yeah. yeah. Well, they're a little over the top on on the whole mass thing and oh, know, are they? All this other stuff. Yeah. Apparently, this is after they lifted the mandate. Uh, some lady was I don't know the whole backstory, but employees were harassing her, and they followed her all the way out to her car. <laughs> like oh my about goodness. not wearing a mask. Yeah. Really? <laughs> I love the people. They're they're out in the middle of the country riding their bicycles, you know, by themselves, oh. and they have double masks on. Now, uh, somebody is, help the boy. So, you know? to their defense, allergies are bad this year, and uh, I I will stand okay. behind okay. them I, that I, I a can mask that. can be necessary for that. I mean, I. I don't I don't wear one even with my allergies, yeah. but still All right, I'll there is you. allergies. Two masks. Two, two masks. Two masks. Yeah. yeah. I was I Well, would, I suppose. That's I, some I, dangerous pollen. Yeah. I, I wonder if it's a market of choice thing because I was at market of choice. Yeah. Uh about a week Pull that in more. About a week there after uh after the social distancing thing became right a, a deal. And uh and and masks were recommended or maybe maybe she had said you have to wear them in public now right. and uh so i'm wearing my mask and but it's underneath my nose and oh yeah that's a no and this this guy bless his heart he comes up to me he's wearing uh, uh sandals with socks which mm-hmm. that's a whole different outside <laughs> issue for me Careful now. <laughs> For me. Uh, I'm almost 66. Oh. That, that goes with the territory. Hey, hey, whatever. Wow. Oh, my goodness. And, and, uh, and he, and he, oh, he, and he, he reeks to high heaven. <laughs> Anyways, he comes up to me, like, face to face with me, and he goes, he goes, the masks don't work if you have them under your nose. And I'm like, dude, you're close enough to wear <laughs> The masks don't work anyway. Yeah, I'm like, I mean, <laughs> I'm like, oh, well, thanks for letting me know. And so I walk away, and I pull my mask back down. And uh, then he runs and he tattles on me to one of the employees, and the employee comes up to me. He's like, "Look, dude, if you see that guy, just pull your mask up because just just to make it <laughs> whatever." <laughs> Maybe it's a market of choice thing. Though. I don't know. I had something. I had that happen to me at Safeway while you're talking about. I was because uh, I couldn't. You know, my glasses fogged right. up, and like I ha- I yeah. forgot my shield, and so I you know I had a, a mask in my pocket, and this lady was tooling around or a cart you know yeah only thing that popped through my head was you know <laughs> go ahead say it dave <laughs> pull up your mask pull up your mask i'm just like yeah and wave it at her i'm like whoa but anyway. uh, yeah okay well uh, I think we beat that one enough. Yeah, probably. And I'm, at least for now. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, I'm waiting for the ball to drop. I don't think we're done with all this because we have people in office that aren't even sober that are trying to make decisions um, uh, here in Oregon that are just bizarre. So uh, we'll see. Now that we've lost half our listening audience. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't right. see the phone lines lighting up, so yeah. you're good for yeah, right now. Yeah, the not flashing right now. <laughs> okay, so that does it for uh, the no weekly... knock at the door. The weekly wine. <laughs> we'll be back uh, All right after this. All you do is wine, wine. <laughs> Whining is... That's a mask he's wearing. I sure wish he'd take it off. Hey, it's the Monty Man, and I want to thank you personally for tuning in to this broadcast. But listen, we have many more shows in our archives. Simply go to Take12Radio.com and click on any of the major podcasting platforms that are posted there. And now, back to this week's show. I want to talk about dope. Smoke and blow. They shook their heads, said, No, 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 that's an outside issue. Outside issue. Well, that's an outside issue. job, I can't make my rent, they said. Sorry, son, unemployment is an outside issue. Outside issue. All right, this week's topic, outside issues. What are they really? That was Michael Perrington and the messengers. We'll be hearing again from him for our closing song. Uh, he also does our theme song uh, for this show. Um, okay, so... This is a bone of contention, has always been within 12-step fellowships. Uh, you know, heaven forbid anybody brings up anything that you don't want to hear uh, or that, that you don't like, especially if it pushes your buttons and makes you uncomfortable around politics, uh, f- uh, issues of faith, or maybe the way you do or do not work your program. Um, yeah, because it's all about me. Because yeah, it is all it is all about you, Dave. <laughs> so um, I'm going to start out. I'm 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 going to read the short and long form of AA uh, Tradition Ten, and then Dave's got uh, Narcotics Anonymous's Tradition Ten, right? Yeah. Okay, and then we'll unpack this thing. Okay, so the short mm-hmm. form uh, of AA's Tradition Ten simply says Alcoholics Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Well, right there, that's laughable. I gotta say, right. I gotta say that's that that's laughable. But that but that's that's ideally in life. There is the ideal, and then there's the real. So what's realistic is one thing. What's idealistic is another. So ideally, that's a good thing. That AA has no opinion on outside issues, and then it says, hence the AA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Well, sorry, but AA has been in public controversy since the beginning at not necessarily any fault of AA, just because of controversy and people are people. Uh, But the tradition is there, uh, you know, to protect Alcoholics Anonymous from certain things. Now, the long form says this, and listen to the wording very carefully. No AA group or member, so that's inclusive, right? The group, so the group as a whole, or a singular member should ever, that's key, in such a way as to implicate AA, that's key. And we're going to go back over this in a minute. So what what shouldn't they ever do? Express any opinion on outside controversial issues, particularly those of politics, alcohol reform, or sectarian religion. The Alcoholics Anonymous groups oppose no one. Concerning such matters, they, who's they, the group, can express no views whatever. Okay, so we'll come back to this. Dave, what do you got for Narcotics Anonymous? Well, let's see here. It says Tradition 10, NA has no opinion on outside issues, hence any name ought never be drawn into public controversy. It says having, having an opinion is having an opinion. It doesn't matter if we fight for what is socially acceptable or unacceptable. Any type of opinion used in conjunction with the words narcotics anonymous creates public controversy. In this case, it does not matter who is right, doesn't matter what is right, what matters is 
that it is none of NA's business. It is difficult for addicts not to share their opinions. We must respect this tradition and do this in our own NA family in a way that does not become available outside of NA. So keep your opinion out of it. Those are outside issues. It's none of NA's business. Let's stick with the business at hand, which seems to be, from what I can gather in in, in uh, attending Narcotics Anonymous meetings, is carrying the message to the addict who still suffers. What's the message? The 12 steps. That's the message. And if you're doing anything outside of that, that would be an outside issue. That's been my experience here in this area of, of the world. Um, in Alcoholics Anonymous, uh, so let, let's go back because the, the way the traditions are, are written are actually identical in the short form. So Alcoholics Anonymous has no opinion. In NA, it says Narcotics Anonymous has no opinion. Um, but I think it's really interesting. It says in the long form, no AA group or member should ever in such a way to implicate AA. So what that tells me is that as long as you're not implicating Alcoholics Anonymous or Narcotics Anonymous um, with your opinion, then you're free to discuss whatever you want to discuss. Because it's not talking about your personal story here or your personal experiences. It just says they don't want you implicating AA as having an opinion on controversial issues, particularly of politics, alcohol reform, or sectarian religion. So how in the world is saying that I have trouble taking my dog out implicate AA in anything? It doesn't. So that would not be a tradition violation to say, um, I have trouble taking my dog out. Now, is that is that kind of silly and probably a waste of valuable group share time? Probably. But is it a tradition break? No. Um, the Alcoholics Anonymous groups oppose no one. I would take issue with that. I've been to plenty of groups that oppose all sorts of people. I've heard people say that grandfather was their higher power or Jesus was their higher power. And somebody in the group will interrupt them and say, we don't do that. Wait a minute. I thought we opposed no one. Hmm. Seems like a bit of a contradiction. Um, concerning such matters, they can express no views, whatever. So I want to read what Chris S. wrote on social media. He says, I can't seem to house brace break my dog. It's too cold outside. I'm having a hard time finding a job. My wife or girlfriend is driving me nuts. I am a Democrat. I am a Republican. These are all outside issues, except for how they affect our alcoholism and our recovery. If the alcoholic in a meeting says something like, I can't get my dog to go outside. That's an outside issue until they add, and it makes me want to drink. Then it becomes a topic for discussion. The thing about my alcoholism is that it has strings into every aspect of my life. To say that this is, is uh, to say that this or that is an outside issue is like saying all I need to do is stay away from alcohol. But that's not enough. My sobriety is about spiritual growth, about how to live life on life's terms. Sometimes I need help from someone who's been there, done that. I need to learn to pass those bumps in the road without drinking. At this point, those bumps in the road of life stop being an outside issue, especially those ones that baffle me. My drinking was but a symptom. What I have is a living problem. Good stuff, yeah. right? So we have made uh, in twelve-step fellowships, and we we pick on AA because it's the mothership, but because uh, <laughs> it's what every it's the domino effect from everything from, stems from that. But but the deal of it is we've made narcotic use, we've made alcohol a, a use in, in in both these fellowships. We've made in like in celebrate recovery, we've made the outward display of sinful behavior. We've made all these things which we call symptoms 
the point of the problem, and they're not the point. They're simply the symptom, right? But heaven forbid we talk about what really is driving the symptom. We just want to talk about the symptom, and that's not correct at all. Um, Do you want me to read this section on spiritual part of it? Go ahead. I'm just going to work one paragraph here. It says, The 10th tradition is vital for our growth and spiritual well-being as a fellowship. We cannot afford to be categorized or labeled by taking positions on outside issues. Public positions may attract some, but they would invariably alienate others. By remaining neutral on outside issues within the larger society, we are accessible to the broadest base of addicts. We do this we do it this way so that no addict seeking recovery need ever die. As lofty and distant as that goal may seem at times, we can have it if we are willing to pay the price. Don't back off and don't get sidetracked. So I think that that talks about that uh, more of the reasoning why we stay away from those. Yeah, those issues that can be controversial. So if I say, if I say, look, I, I'm just, I'm having a real difficult time today with who I'm going to vote for. That's an outside issue, right? Unless I add, unless, and it makes me want to drink. Unless yeah. I, unless I add, exactly. I am so upset about the character assassination going on between Trump and Biden that you know what? I was looking at a beer today, and I was thinking that thing's looking pretty good. That's how much this is stressing me out. See, now at that point, that's not an outside issue anymore. Would you guys agree with that or disagree? Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. Dave? Yeah. Well, I think it becomes it becomes an issue, an inside issue, I guess if that's if, right. if an outside issue is an outside, it's an inside issue. But, uh when when that happens, when it makes sure. when something makes you want to drink or use or alter your mood in a way that, you know, goes against right. what sobriety stands for. And, uh, yeah, then it becomes an inside issue. Yeah. But outside of that, uh, yeah. So, so what are some examples of outside issues, you guys, that you think are inappropriate to be discussing in a meeting? Hmm. <laughs> uh, politics without the drink. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it, it boils down to the fact that... Does whatever this issue is outside cause you to want to drink? And then it does become an inside issue. Now, how far you take that discussion in a meeting, you know, that might be something you need to discuss with a sponsor or a one-on-one with whoever down mm-hmm. the road. It doesn't have to be a house issue. So where that line is drawn, I don't know. But if it does make you want to drink, it is an issue an inside issue what, what do you what do you think of all this stuff naomi i think it's really interesting when um i've been at meetings and um and people will say this is an outside issue and then they'll keep talking about it they don't ever <laughs> mention I love they, it. I love it. they don't ever mention and it makes me want to drink they're just like i hate it and blah, 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 blah. Oh, but it's an outside issue. And then this one pipes up and this one pipes up and this one pipes up. And, yeah. and at one point I um, I just said, and it's still an outside issue. Let's get back to what we were doing. Right. Um, I think that people often take free reign in expressing what they want to express if they have the time and the opportunity. And it right. doesn't have a lot to do with, and it makes me want to drink. It has a lot to do with, and I'm important and my opinion matters. Because it turns out that it might yeah. still be about me. Mm-hmm. Yes. Nicely spoken. Nicely spoken. Yeah. Yeah. So um, do you guys think that there are people within... Now, remember, you know, keeping in mind that everybody's in a different place in their maturity journey, there are people that are new that don't know the lingo or the, I dare say, the rules. You know, I mean, we say we have no rules in these fellowships, but you get somebody break a tradition and find out how quickly we don't have rules, right? Right. Uh, um, and, and and so but so the, maybe they don't know the pattern or, or the personality of the group yet. 
uh, we need to give them some, you know, some room to grow, right? It's a great period, yeah. Yeah, and not jump down their throat, yeah. you know, because they said something that was politically incorrect within a meeting. But then there are those people that have been around, around quite a long time. Uh, there's two kinds of people that have been around, around a long time. Th those who have um, actually worked a program, they've had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, and then there are those that have been around a very long time that haven't got a clue what's in the literature, and they're spouting out stuff that's their opinion and not the program, right? And many times they're considered the elder statesmen, and when they real what they really are, bleeding deacons. And uh, and so there's that kind of man or woman as as well. And I think because of who we are and the way we are ego driven <laughs> right in so many ways that we when we share we have an agenda i i, I you know because a lot of times what and I, i'll be the first to admit it you're 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 all sharing and inside my wheels are spinning and i'm thinking how can i express my opinion and my view on this topic and really sound good how can mm. I express how I feel about this and really come off like I know the program? And, and you know, instead of really being motivated to, to give away what's been freely given to me. Right. And I think if we would all be honest, we've all done that. I think the more we mature and the longer we're around, the less we will do that, hopefully, as we're applying the, the steps and the traditions. Uh, our friend, Dr. Rob Kelly, says he, he's got a meeting on Saturdays that he and he asks every week, how many here has, have worked a 10, 11 and 12 step this week? And he, only a couple of people raise their hands. He go, and he says, how in the heck are you guys staying sober? Right. So the more you you practice the principles and the principles are the directions, those 12 steps uh, on, on a regular basis. And I'm not talking about. Um, a formal working of them, but uh, applying and implementing the principles in them, the less likely you're going to be having an agenda to, I've got to make my point, right? And you're probably going to be less likely to be expressing outside issues in, in, in a meeting. Um, there are people because they don't like what you're saying or where you're coming from will accuse you of sharing outside issues when they're not outside issues. You know, if I say, if I make this statement, you know, the reason I'm sober today is because my relationship with Jesus Christ, that is not that is not an outside issue. Jesus Christ is spoken of in the big book on page 11. Um, if I say that the reason I'm sober today is because of my meditation practices uh, in my Eastern religion, that's not an outside issue. I'm sharing my experience and what's helping me stay sober. Would you guys agree with that? Yeah, yes. absolutely. Yep. So well, I think you run into, you know, well, everything you're talking about in the last couple of minutes there, there's so many dynamics to that. Yeah. You got the new people, then you got the old, the older people that have, that have basically, you know, we talked about this before about doing the wall steps. You haven't actually done the work, work the steps. You just worked them off the wall. But you yeah. go to a meeting and you, you know, you share your whatever. Your I've ego. read them, therefore I've done them. <laughs> yeah, your, your <laughs> ego's kind of running the, running the show. Uh, you're not really working a program, and then, um, you know, there's, there's so many dynamics that fit in there. And I remember, uh, this happens a lot. It, it, meetings and it happens especially when you've got newer people um especially on certain topics that, that come up what i've found that that i like to do is i try to change turn that around like i'll say something like we want to we don't want to talk about you know specific political viewpoints or beliefs you know but you could you could word it differently you could share like right? when i go to family events and they start talking about politics you know, after they've had a few drinks, and so those, that's when I exit stage left because I don't, right? So you can tie it into your recovery, yeah, your experience. Instead of the advice giving, you share it in a way that you're making it, you know, 
sound like it's from your experience. So so I could I could say, man, all the character assassination that's going on in social media over this election has got me so stressed out that I'm really glad I'm here today because I was thinking about drinking. See, I haven't mentioned a candidate. I haven't said right. whether I'm left or right. I haven't done any of that. But knowing how to word that, because we, we, we say all the time, it's all in the approach, right? right. Mm. Knowing how to do that, that takes some skill sometimes. And you could have a new person that doesn't know how to do that, or you could have an old timer who doesn't know how to do that because they've never been taught. Because we're not teaching the program anymore. Right. We're we just, you know, here's the go get the book, read the book, and go send, find yourself a sponsor. It's like we're not even way. Yeah. helping these people a lot of times. But don't you know how to powerful get from point A to point B? We want to get right. them from point A to, to, to T. Yeah. And like, well, how are you doing? You know, how's it going? What step are you on? But Dave, like, Dave, don't you know that if we all sign the book before we give him, then, then the person's going to be okay. Well, it's just like, <laughs> yeah, you know, like even with Rob, you know, sorry, Rob, I'm going to throw this out there. But if you're asking people, uh, you worked steps 10, 11, and 12 this week, right? Right. And you get a couple of people to raise their hand. But if you dig a little deeper, like people are going, well, I'm, I'm only on step five or step four. So yeah. why would I do steps of 10, 11, and 12? Mm. Well, because... Agreed. I think his, his particular group, they've all done that. I get it. But no, you're right, because some people don't even know what step one is yet. But if I think if, we, if we're if we working with them, we can teach them. Right. Right? Because step 10 is basically, you're, I'm going to take a daily inventory so I can keep myself on track so I don't spin off. Right. Because I'm watching down the TV. road and I'm <laughs> yeah. watching, you know, this debate or whatever. And right. I want to, you know, Naomi. So I attended a couple of meetings this week and um, at a couple of them, the topic was prayer and meditation. Uh huh. And it was very interesting to me how many people had a profound attitude and opinion on prayer and meditation while in their share said, and I don't really do that. Wow. Like, oh, yeah, prayer this and prayer that. Well, I don't I'm not really doing that. But mm -hmm. if I were, this is how that would look. <laughs> so in other words, I'm not really doing the program. I'm not really doing the program, but I would like to share about how I'm not really doing it, but I know how <laughs> it should be done for five minutes and not let anyone else share right. while the new people's asses oh, are falling off. My God. And how many people have we killed by saying things like that? Right. Uh, That's like looking at, oh, I'm oh. reading the steps on the wall. I haven't really worked them or know anything about them, but... I know what it says right there, you know. Are, are people that say, you know, well, yeah, when I get to step three, I just go over that because I got a problem with God. So then I go to step four and step five. Well, the problem is all those involved, all those involved God. So now we're back to half measures, if that, <laughs> right? Quarter measures. Yeah. Quarter measures, 16th yeah. measures. Yeah. Uh, and you don't have to agree what's in the book, but it does say what it says, right? right. You can't disagree with that. Well, we don't talk about that. Well, evidently the author did. Um, in fact, if you look, if you look at the original manuscript, if you look at some of the historical writings of Bill W. and, and Bob Smith, and and uh, uh, Reverend Shoemaker, and some of these uh, the, these guys that were the major players in this whole movement, you will find a lot of material that would be considered outside issues today. Because they make people feel uncomfortable. Oof. My diaper's full. I'm uncomfortable. Well, maybe you need to change it. Maybe you need to change the direction you're going. Here's a, here's a statement from Ken. Um, Ken says, and, and I thought this was really well written too. I, I uh, read with some surprise in another post about how a member thought that anxiety was an outside issue and it's given me pause for thought about what exactly is an outside issue. I mean, stuff like anxiety and depression often go hand in hand with alcoholism, in my humble opinion. So for anxiety to be classified as an outside issue is a bit like having a cold and someone saying a runny nose is an outside issue. But surely, wouldn't it be better to help that person with some tissue if it's something that's very common to everyone who suffers with a cold? Uh, I like that analogy. 
Uh, I also do understand and believe 110% that the root cause of our alcoholism is a spiritual malady. And if we treat that, our alcohol-related problems will resolve themselves, unless there's a psychological cause for them, for example, a certain type of depression that requires medical treatment. But I can't help thinking that sharing about depression or anxiety does not compromise the program of AA whatsoever. It may even help for the purposes of identification. I do also understand that we're not about group therapy, but if someone shared they suffered with depression or anxiety or another negative mental condition and shared in what ways the program helped them out, then that sounds like a win-win situation for me. For example, meditation helped me with my anxiety. And since I only suffered with real depression when I was drinking, the mental defense against the first drink has meant I haven't drank since I started the program of AA. And therefore, this has prevented my depression, which was heading towards suicide. Mm. Don't you find it interesting when in the beginning of a meeting, mm. some meetings, it'll say, limit your sharing to your problems with alcohol. Well, I guess I'm not going to share. I don't think I've ever heard that one. Oh, yeah. Have you guys heard that? Uh, all the yeah. time. All yeah. the time. All the time. I have. Yeah. Problems and solutions, of course. Yeah, but do they say solutions? Often. Yeah. Do they? Good. Meetings I've attended up here in, in this town don't. Um, but that always I don't makes me I, go right back to if if it ain't working, go find another one. If yeah, exactly. I, I don't have a problem with alcohol today. The obsession has been removed. In fact, the big book said it has disappeared. Hmm. It's gone. I've recovered from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. I have a living problem, which involves all sorts of so-called outside <laughs> issues, right? And so I'm sorry if you're going to limit my sharing to my problems. Well, the other part is, too, as somebody who's been around a while, aren't we supposed to be sharing, like you said, the solution? The message, not the mess, right? So how am I going to share the solution if I can only share my problem? With alcohol. Go ahead. Not only that, but doesn't the book say that um, alcohol is but a symptom? A symptom. Of the problem. Right. So the problem can't be alcohol. Nope. And if it centers in the mind, it turns out after a couple of days, maybe a month, I don't have any alcohol in my mind anymore. Right. So henceforth, I'm carrying a problem. The obsession for alcohol is gone, but the obsession for trying to live without it continues. Yes. So how do you talk about alcohol if you don't have the problem, right? Right. So what do you talk about? You talk about the solution. <laughs> you talk about what's what's in the literature. You, 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 you talk about your experience when you did have a problem and what your solution was as you recovered from the problem. And, and, and that's where, and, and Dave and I have gone, we... we don't really disagree it's more semantics but we both very very much agree that the the whole point of the 12-step program and it's even in the book is to help you develop a relationship with a power greater than yourself to help you solve your problem right. well if i can if i'm still having a problem then i can share but not unless i do I'd rather live in the solution. Yeah, so when, so I like that with your problem and solution. So if my solution to my alcoholism is that I practice a daily set time of prayer and meditation, how is that an outside issue? It's mm, not. No. It, it, if my solution is that I pick my teeth with a plastic toothpick and not a wooden one, and that keeps me sober. That's not an outside issue either. I mean, it's that's silly. your issue. <laughs> <laughs> it's silly, but it, but we're all but but the people that say that we shouldn't talk about outside issues though are also the same people many times that they make all sorts of outside issues okay. Right. Well, that's there's a there's a pro uh, there's a problem with the whole. Talking about like mental health issues and medication too. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like some meetings are like, you know, that's if you're taking any, any medication at all, then you're not sober. Then you're not sober. There's uh, yeah. a there's a pro- program uh, called DRA, Dual Recovery Anonymous, right? That talks about mental health and and the drug addiction. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, when I was in Minnesota, when when I was early in my recovery, I went to one of those meetings because I wanted to check out everything, right? Yeah. So you got people that are anywhere from ADHD to schizophrenia, right? Right, and how they're coping with. <laughs> Not only their mental health, but their medications and then trying to stay sober and how that all, all of that ties in. Yeah. They got a whole series of, you know, I, I, I know they have, I think they have one meeting here in Oregon. Um, it's one of those groups I think needs to be grown mm. uh, because it can become an issue because people get alienated and don't go end up going to meetings because the stuff that they to talk about they can't yeah they can't okay so if, if you're having to take this medication for your co-occurring mental health issue you're not <laughs> sober therefore you cannot share um we that's that's a slippery slope you could be guilty of killing somebody saying something like that Absolutely. yeah yeah naomi we were actually just talking about that this week because um we were talking about mental health as a medical condition yes and you would never tell a diabetic i think that insulin might change your mood right because when your blood sugar is low you're pretty lethargic but yeah. when your blood sugar or when it's high you're really manic but when when you've taken your insulin it's a little lower so it's altering your mood so you should yeah. stop doing that right we would but never there, do that but i have been present at meetings where they have said an antidepressant is a, is a mood altering substance mm-hmm. and you shouldn't do it so it's coffee cigarettes absolutely so yeah. cigarettes you don't think coffee and cigarettes are a mood mind altering uh drug Take it away from somebody cold <laughs> turkey. Yeah. Yeah. Don't. Don't do that. Gate, yeah. Cigarettes are the gateway drug. <laughs> you try and walk into an AA meeting and knock every cigarette out of people's hands and then break the coffee pot and watch to see how right. long you survive. Outside issue. <laughs> Decaf coffee is an outside issue. <laughs> okay. So what are, let, let's, let's wrap it up. Because the question, the, the topic of the show is outside issues. What are they really? So let's 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 come up with some legitimate outside issues. Let's start with Denver. What do you? Give, give oh, me, I'm going to pass for a second. Okay, I well, need okay, to dwell on that. Okay, let's go over to Dave. Give me one legitimate outside issue. One legitimate outside issue. Um. Well, the obvious one is is, you know, being specific on politics. Being specific about your political view. Yeah, so I mean, talking about details instead of generalities, I think the, that's, a, that's a big one. Okay. Okay, Naomi, one specific outside issue. Homophobia. Homophobia. Anthony. Um, yeah, uh, I, I would imagine that uh, if you would just be like religion if you're saying this is the only way and you're saying and if you're being like dogmatic about it yeah in meeting. yeah that that would be an outside issue because our, our the literature goes against that it, it says a higher power of your own understanding actually it doesn't say that doesn't no it says we turn our will and our life over to the care of god as we understand, as understand him. right uh it does say our power as we understand him him yeah Right, so it's not that you can pick and choose whatever. Right. It's it's it's. But you're right. If if we are preaching, right, right that, that, that that was my point. Yeah, that that. Uh, okay, here's the deal. You know, unless you're doing it my way, then you're not. Now you so. might even be right, but that's not. That is an outside issue for the meeting. Absolutely, absolutely. Denver. Jeez, there's way too many. Pick one. <laughs> I really can't. That's a cop you know, out. I'm, it is a cop out. I'm sorry, but <laughs> there are so many. I get on social media and I get spun and wound. You know. Yeah. And it's just like, when does it become my inside issue? Mm-hmm. You know how how right. far am I going to let this eat on me to where it actually causes me to think about picking up a bottle? Right. So I, there's just way too many that I can pick on. 
People with tattoos are evil. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there's exactly. one. Exactly. Yeah. Too many tattoos. There's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I. Yeah. Uh, I can't. I can't. I'm not gonna pinpoint one because there's a whole lot of them. So one of the, one of the things that I, I well, first of all, let me just point out the fact. Did you did you notice how difficult it was for us to all just snap to one really quick? We had to think about it. But if you're in well, a meeting and you don't like what somebody says, look how fast you'll come up with it. I I think it's because, and I don't even know how to word this. We're being conscious of what we're saying now. You know, you gave us a second to think about this. Sure. You know, it's not like be. it's not yeah. fresh on my brain at a meeting when I'm gonna okay. hammer it. Uh, I give you that. So, uh, you know, it was kind of <laughs> right. way too many of them. Naomi, I think the other thing is that we don't necessarily in this room and in this context need to be right. Sure. Yeah. And I think it's possible in meetings mm -hmm. people really like to be right. Yeah. Be right. <laughs> Yeah, we are a bunch of right fighters. You want to be happy or be right? <laughs> well, I don't think we can set up a booth out in front of Walmart and say, come sign up for our AA group. We do at, like, Oxfest and things like that. But then again, you've got a whole recovery community meeting in one location, too. It's, right. a, little, it's a little different. Different atmosphere. Yeah. Yeah, we ought to try that. Set up, set up a wall. Get, get a get a clipboard. Do like a survey kind of yeah. setup. Keep, Stop keep everybody as they come in. Keep the car running because they're going to ask you to load up quickly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So okay. So here, speaking of that, so so an outside issue would would be if I brought an ad from Walmart into the meeting because they had a great sale on on lawnmowers. And I knew a couple of people that were looking for a lawnmower. And during uh, the meeting, I, I said, hey, hey, guys, we all ought to go down to Walmart and buy a couple of these lawnmowers because Marvin Margie over here, they, they need a new lawnmower. That would definitely be an outside <laughs> issue, right? Right? Kind of. Or if I come in with literature about my specific political <laughs> belief or my specific faith and I start passing it out. In a meeting, that would be an outside issue. So, in fact, there there is traditions that help us not bring in outside literature. But it's it's amazing to me. Once again, when it's something we want, it's not an outside issue anymore. <laughs> Case in point, daily reflections, not conference-approved literature. But yet, it's read in meetings regularly. And as soon as somebody points out, and it's usually somebody that's being very dogmatic... You know, uh, that's not that's not that's not conference approved literature. It's not usually because they're protecting the fellowship. It's usually because they don't like what's being read, right? But they're right. It isn't approved. Um, it's just we we just we're just a walking contradiction most we're, of the time. We're a mess. We're not a reservoir of mental wellness. <laughs> <laughs> Again, so let's be clear. No AA group or members should ever in such a way to implicate AA express any opinion on outside controversial issues, particularly of those politics, alcohol reform, or sectarian religion. The Alcoholics Anonymous groups oppose no one concerning such matters. They can express no views whatsoever. I don't think we do very well with that. I think we express views all the time um, in the meetings. But there are some meetings, I will tell you, give them credit, that there'll be a lot of that discussion going on before the meeting. But as soon as that meeting's open, it stops. I've seen that happen. Good on you. That's good. That's a good deal. Um, and, and so um, we're, we're just trudging along, right, guys? Yeah. Um, we don't want to bring uh, whatever fellowship you belong to, we don't want to bring it any more into public controversy than it's already been brought because it has been brought. NA, AA, CA, Alcoholics for Christ, Marijuana Anonymous, whatever you want to call it, they're all under scrutiny and all are in public controversy just by the nature of the fact that we're dealing with stigma when it comes to substance use disorder and the things that surround that. Um, so what we want to do is we want to be very cautious about 
not stirring the pot any more than we have to. Um, so that takes practice because we like to stir the pot. And uh, especially here on the show. Ha, <coughs> ha, ha. <laughs> All right. Any closing thoughts? Dave, from you first. Just be nice. Be nice. Naomi. Wow. Don't treat people as things. Ooh. Anthony. I, I had something, but it was an outside issue. Okay. <laughs> we can't talk about it. <laughs> uh. So it was announcing the barbecue after the meeting, during the meeting, an outside issue? If it's uh, not an AA barbecue? I guess it would it, be. It's probably one that can yeah. be crossed. Somebody though. will make it an issue. I guarantee it. Especially not, me. not me. I love food. Yeah, I know. yeah definitely not But me. if you're serving all <laughs> seafood, I'll make it an issue. Uh, <laughs> that's an outside <laughs> issue. Shrimp and lobster out. Outside issue. If there's no steak. There's no steak. <laughs> Unless I get it for free. Denver, closing thoughts. I'm going to go inventory some of my issues, I believe. <laughs> all right. Uh, if you'd like to comment on the show and you're on Podomatic, you can do so. If you're on, on YouTube, you can do so as well. Uh, or if you want to email us at take12radio at comcast.net, uh, we welcome your emails too. Um, so here's Michael Purrington with our closing song. I think you guys will enjoy this, get a kick out of it, uh, entitled Sayings on the Wall. Here's Michael. Don't think, don't drink. Easy does it, first things first All these helpful hints Are supposed to kill my thirst Since I got sober I lost what was left of my mind Coming to these meetings And reading these stupid signs Nothing is so bad That a drink won't make it worse They never told me sobriety Was a blessing and a curse One day at a time I'm praying not to fall Going crazy Reading saints on What I cannot do alone If that's the best that you can do I should have stayed at home This too shall pass If I keep it simple I can stand the pain But these wonderful cliches Are making mush out of my brain Nothing is so bad that a drink won't make it worse. They never told me sobriety was a blessing and a curse. One day at a time, I'm praying not to fall, going crazy, reading saints. I can't say those signs contain intellectual wealth, but they're starting to make sense, even to a smart guy like myself. They're digging deep down to where my stinking thinking lurks, but I still get pissed off when they say, keep coming back.
is the incredibly talented Mr. Michael Purrington and his band, The Messengers. Hey, listen, we have lost contact with Michael. I have tried everything in my power to locate him. If any of you know how to reach Michael Purrington, he is a dear friend of Take 12 Recovery Radio. He's contributed to our station uh, a lot with his recovery music in the past, and we would sure like to reconnect with him. Please get a hold of us here at Take12Radio at Comcast.net uh, or give us a call, 541 971 6445. Michael, if you're listening, please reconnect with me. I'd sure like to chat with you, my brother. All right. Until our next broadcast, this is the Monty Man along with each of us here in the studio today and the Take 12 Recovery Radio family, and we're all wishing God's perfect serenity for you. This has been a broadcast of KHLT Recovery Broadcasting. This is a place Kitty, kitty, kitty. Meow, meow, meow. Woof, woof. <laughs>